0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros.
1: And welcome back to the show. You are listening to Calling All Sports on one of 15 stations in three states. Glad to have you with us and always glad to have uh, Jimmy Rogers every, every Tuesday to start the second half of the show. Always look forward to this, Jim, and Uh, obviously, from what I'm told, there's a rather significant game coming up this week. Is that that true, or is that just a rumor?
2: (laughs) It's a big game. It's it's the one we got this week, and we need to take it as serious just as we have the other ones. But uh, it's a rival game for our guys, and we're excited for the challenge to go down to USD and play good football.
1: Are you kind of relieved, or or would it have been cool to have game day? Because I know you guys are kind of isolated from all that anyway with all your pregame stuff that you go through, but it 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 sounded like there was a pretty good chance that game day ESPN game day might have been in Vermilion and now it's not.
2: Yeah, I don't control those things. I kinda of just worry about the things I can control, but if we could have had it, I think it's good for both universities and the state of South Dakota, I think it's a positive and just shining light on FCS football right now, I think is a positive so would have been a positive if we had and We've got to make a positive out of this weekend and get ready to play our best football.
1: I was trying to listen to as much of the game as I could last Saturday as you guys played at Southern Illinois. And I don't know that people realize. They're a pretty good football team. Ranked uh, Were they ranked ninth before that game?
2: You know what? Couldn't tell you. I want to say that they were 12th. Somehow they went up in the rankings because people fell out and they stayed. I think we're right where they were at. So. Yeah, I wanna say they were twelve going into the game and now they're eleven. So okay. yeah, they're really talented, really explosive, uh very well coached. Their defense was was really good and gave our offense some troubles and they got a lot of talent on the perimeter offensively and uh it was a good game for sure. Um we just happened to take care of business and played well on defense well enough to get us out of a tough situation in a tough atmosphere to get a win on the road is huge.
1: Wasn't it homecoming there?
2: It was, yeah. It was sold out, and, um, yeah, the atmosphere was great. And um, our guys responded to adversity really well.
1: Well, we kind of saw that last night with the Vikings. I don't know if you watched the game or not, if you ever have time to watch football during the season. But I'm not a Viking fan. I'm a New England person. But uh, the, the Vikings controlled the line of scrimmage last night. They kept Kirk Cousins up. He never got sacked, which is kind of rare and as a result they won the game isn't that kind of the formula to, for success when you get two really good teams playing each other is that line of scrimmage yeah i think it's
2: the key to program success and long long-term success if you can win up front and block people up and get off blocks and make plays behind the line of scrimmage like that's where the game is won and lost it just changes a whole lot when you're not as good in one area, and you're really dominant in an area. Like it's, it swings one way or another. But um, yeah, I think it's a huge factor in every football game.
1: Let's talk about your guys in the trenches. We always talk about Mark Grenowski and Isaiah Davis and the Yankee twins, and and most recently Griffin Wilde and Amar. And but but without those guys, the Mason McCormicks and all of his buddies, you guys aren't ranked number one in the country.
2: Yeah, there's no question about that. Honestly, we talk a lot about uh, the skill, but the 605 Hogs may get more hype than any old line in the country. They're, they've become celebrities here in Brookings um, and well-deserved. They they work their tails off, and they've done a phenomenal job uh, up to this point in the season, and we need we need them to continue the success that we expect to have. Uh, we are able to run the ball almost five yards per carry uh which is which is critical especially when you're talking about playing a really tough team and we're going to need to carry that over into this weekend against another really good defense and then defensively we were we were really good and our defense was defensive line was a big part of that um creating multiple sacks four sacks and eight tackles for loss which anytime that you can get an offense to live behind the sticks and um, it makes it hard on an offensive coordinator on what is the next best call um, because your your play sheet your your play call sheet limits
1: as a defensive coordinator in the past in your other life uh, that that had to be a really rewarding game on saturday because your defense was obviously the difference too
2: yeah it was rewarding as a full football team to watch our guys battle a tough situation and not let Prior circumstances control uh, the outcome of the game and um, they just kept competing and playing extremely hard and good things come to you when you play hard and you're physical, and you play with great effort.
1: Jimmy Rogers is our guest as he is every Tuesday Jim how I've thought about this before when you've got a program that's gotten to the level where you guys are at where you've got so much depth and and, and that's such an important thing to have. Uh, guys that you can plug in because you're going to get injuries. How tough is it to recruit when you've got so much talent?
2: Um, I think the kids that we recruit believe that they're good enough to play here, want to play for a championship program, uh, want to be a part of a team that's about the team. Um, we don't always recruit the five stars and the three stars and the kids that the ton of offers. We try to find the kids that... Football matters to them um, more than just recruiting. There's a lot of kids that really enjoy the recruiting process more than they do like football. Uh, so uh, we get a different caliber kid here that's just really bought into the team aspect of things, and wherever they fall on the depth chart, they fall on the depth chart. That may be the hardest thing um, is once they get here, um, keeping them focused, keeping them wanting to commit to excellence, uh, which takes a lot of work. Um but we have great leadership to kind of push that forward because all of our guys that are here, the all-stars that everybody knows about or refers to as, they were all that that player at one point in their career. They were the underdog trying to f- fight for reps. And um, they do a really good, good job of reaching the youth of the football team.
1: I just, yeah, I just find that intriguing that it's kind of a rock and a hard place because you want to get as much talent recruited as you can, but, you really need to find guys that buy into that team thing. And how important does the head coach of that high school kid become for you when you're trying to find out where he stands in that that big scheme of things?
2: Yeah, I think it's vital. I think it's vital to get honesty from people. Well, you know, every head coach wants the best for their kid coming out of high school, so they they gear into the way of spotlighting him, you should say. Um, talking about everything positive. It's our job to ask every tough question. And, uh, but when you have prior relationships um, with, a, with the head coach, uh, it's huge. Because um, if you know him and you develop a friendship, they're less likely to give you false information. Um, at the end of the day, it's the kid's decision when he gets here, regardless of what was said about him, to choose his future and the direction that he wants to go with it and put forth his best effort.
1: Alright, let's move forward to Saturday. Obviously a huge game at the Dome. Uh, how does it feel to, I, I realize it's one game, but if, if you look at all the years of the rivalry of this, this, uh, USD, South Dakota State rivalry, this might be the most important game when you consider the fact that it's FCS, you're both ranked in the top 10. There's more at stake here than just a football game. How exciting is that for you and your team? Yeah,
2: I think our guys are excited. Um... They're excited for the rivalry. They're excited for just the competition of it. You know, our best players, Mason McCormick, was just in my office and talked about loving the tough games and loving um, how challenging the schedule is. Like, if you really love competing, you love these opportunities to prove your worth and prove uh, that you are the best. And uh, we just happen to have great leadership to push that culture. Um, they don't fear away or shy away from the the big lights and they don't shy away from how tough this conference is
1: and the environment should be a lot of fun i mean anybody that's a competitor is going to enjoy this kind of a a venue
2: yeah our guys will get up for this for sure um i think every time that you play in our road game the hardest games are the games where there's no atmosphere right like where it almost feels like you're at a thanksgiving picnic um those are hard um but to go to the dome play at the Uni Dome or play at USD or play at the Fargo Dome. Our guys get excited because the fans are excited. Um, and I would say the same thing. When, when people come here, I think it's really just great for the student-athlete experience on both ends. When we can keep supporting, our, our, you know, the universities and keep showing up to the games, uh, it makes FCS football fun and relevant, not an afterthought um, in the state of South Dakota right now. But two of the premier schools ranked as high as we were ranked. I think it's good for the state.
1: And it's great for the conference. Holy cow, I think you've got seven teams ranked. And I just looked back at what happened last weekend. Two weeks ago, North Dakota demolishes North Dakota State, last, and you demolished North, Northern Iowa. Last Saturday, Northern Iowa destroyed North Dakota. You just never know in the Missouri Valley.
2: Yeah, you don't, and every team is really good, and you got to come out prepared and on edge, and, Ready to deliver your best. And uh, if you don't and the other team is, it could be a long day for you. And so our team gets reminded of that daily, um, that it's not about what you've done, but it's about how you act in the moment of trying to accomplish something that hasn't been done here before. So we've got great leadership to listen to it and take it in and see it into fruition.
1: All right, Coach, thanks for your time, as always, every week. I wish you a great week, and I'll, I'll maybe see you down at the Dome on Saturday. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. Jim Rogers, Jimmy Rogers, our guest, the head coach of the Jackrabbits, ranked number one in the country. Wow, what a game coming up. We had Bob Nielsen on yesterday, his coyotes hosting the Jackrabbits on Saturday. That will be fun. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com.
3: We're hiring at Rosenbauer and we'd like you to be part of the team. We'll be meeting with potential employees on Saturday, October 28th from 10.30 until 3 o'clock at the South Dakota Military Alliance building on Russell Street in Sioux Falls. Apply for a job and get a pass at the gun range. Come see why we're the top manufacturer in the world. Take a shot with Rosenbauer at the Alliance on October 28th. We're building epic fire trucks and careers at Rosenbauer.
1: For that extra special gift look no further than the diamond room. Justin Shadow and his staff will make the entire experience an enjoyable one.
0: We've been helping customers for almost three decades, and Alone Spectre has actually been in the business much longer than that. We have the largest selection of loose diamonds in the region. We also have two in-house goldsmiths and two graduate gemologists on staff.
1: Visit the Diamond Room at 3501 West 57th Street Sioux Falls or call six oh five-362-0008 for an appointment.
0: Or you can
3: There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 8500.
4: I'm Brian Corey of Corey Insurance.
1: And I'm Sheldon Kosky. We've been working together for over 30 years.
4: My dad, Randy Corey, started the business, and we've been taking care of all our customers' insurance needs since nineteen seventy.
1: Whether it's your home, auto, or business, we are a trusted choice, independent agency with access to all the products you need to keep you protected. And there's no better feeling than that.
4: Our customers are like family. We get to know your situation and match your needs for our best and most affordable insurance options. Whether you are new to Sioux Falls or a longtime resident, Corey Insurance is your trusted choice.
1: And Brian, we've carried on the tradition of supporting the local community in a wide variety of
4: activities. We live in the best part of the world, and we want to make sure it stays that way for you.
1: We're Corey Insurance. Coverage, commitment, and value since 1970.
4: Call us at 605-336-6303 or check out our website at coreyinsurance.com.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King.
1: And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Good to have you with us. So we always enjoy chatting with Jimmy Rogers every Tuesday at 2.30 in the first half of the second break. And, uh, Mark McCloskey was our guest here in the first half of the show. And we are now joined by Casey King. She is the Sioux Valley cheer coach. And it seems like, uh, we've been, we've done this a couple of times now. It's going to become an annual phone call from me (laughs) to get you on the radio. It's 17 straight cheer championships for the cossacks Um, that that's right around what madison did in gymnastics i find that just almost hard to believe can you uh, can you look back
4: at that and just say anything other than wow yeah i mean you know fortunately when we like it was as it was happening we didn't know it was happening so there wasn't as much pressure as there is now so over the years it was you know kind of ease into it but yeah now 17 is a big number (laughs)
1: Yeah, you can't ignore it anymore. No. Does that add pressure to the girls?
4: Um, it does. Fortunately, we had kind of a crazy couple weeks before State, so uh, you know, we, our focus was not on that at all. In fact, after um, the announcement, my husband came up to me and said, Hey, Seventeen, you you taught Madison. And I was like, thank you for not mentioning that all week, because that had not crossed my mind. I had no <laughs> idea until afterwards. So,
1: Okay, so, so you, did, you did... You did better Madison's gymnastics record, though.
4: According to my husband, they have 16. So
1: oh, I'd have to look that up.
4: For yeah, some reason 18.
1: in my head, I thought it was 18. But either way, it's just a crazy number. Um, I, so I I had Ashley Hoffman on, the uh, dance coach at, at Brandon Valley, whose team
3: sure.
1: won right. for the third straight year over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And your cheer and dance are a little bit different. In dance, you absolutely cannot have a... a I mean, you can have somebody that's sort of a star, but dance-wise, everybody has to be in sync. Everything has to be exactly the same, whereas in cheer, if you've got somebody who's super athletic, you can do more things with that person, right?
4: Absolutely, yeah. Um, And, you know, I think in cheer, it's much more like positional where, you know, you can focus on different people that have a different role, whereas in dance, I feel like Everybody kind of has the same role. I mean, there's a few, like, you know, standout turns and things like that. But for cheer, um, yeah, there's definitely different roles as far as being a flyer base, backspot, those kinds of things. Or even just, you know, if your specialty is tumbling or jumping, there's definitely a lot more um, individualization on that.
1: So how do, you get, how do you get young girls involved in this and how young can they be to be on the varsity?
4: So I think we've taken seventh graders for about 10 years now. And, you know, I mean, people kind of forget the size of our school. We're actually not that big of a school. There's quite a few A schools even that are bigger than us. Um, but we've just kind of had this team culture of this family and sisterhood that people have wanted to be a part of. Um, and there have even been, you know, kids that have never done cheer before. In fact, this year I have a sophomore that had never cheered before and she ended up flying at our state tournament due to an injury. So she had never done anything and stepped into that role. I think a lot of times people think like, you know, oh, I'm not the cheerleader type because they think of that sideline football cheerleader. And that's not at all what we do. You know, it's it's so much more competitive based and um, focus way more on the athletic side of it. So we do uh, tend to recruit or get those more athletic girls that, you know, want to do the hardcore stuff um, as opposed to the sideline, which, you know, I'm sideline coach as well. I love that. But it is a different sport.
1: Well, I would think gymnastics and cheer are more in line with each other, aren't they?
4: Absolutely, yes. Or like um Augustana just became the first acro team in the state, right. Um kind of more in line with that, way more competitive-based, if you can do it, I can do it better kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because for the longest time, I think there was a very big misconception as to what cheer and dance Absolutely. meant, wouldn't you say?
4: Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. You know, and... Um, I just feel like it's like cross country and track and field. They're, they have some similarities, but they are very different once you get down to the fundamentals. So,
1: uh, yeah, my oldest son could not have done cross country. I can guarantee you that he was a sprinter.
4: Yep. Exactly. My kids too. (laughs) Yeah. He
1: did the hundred and the two hundred and the four by one, the four by two. And the one time they asked him to do the four by four, he ran too fast and I don't know that he made it (laughs) to the end of his. Leg.
4: We, we have a similar story in our household. Our kids were not 400 runners. They, they liked the 100 and 200 a lot better.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Casey King, our guest and, and the Cossacks of Sioux Valley have, uh, won their 17th consecutive cheer competition. How do you keep that going? I mean, is it, does it start to just get to the point where you've, regardless of the number, you've won several in a row. Let's just say you've won 10 or whatever in a row. Yep. At that yep. point, how how easy is it for you to get those little girls the second and third graders to want to be part of what you're doing
4: right I mean and that is kind of a a a big question and our numbers are down a little bit right now but we have quite a few kids that I think will want to come up in the future and um one of the biggest things is just showing them what we do because like I said a lot of times they'll see us at a football game and think that's what we do and it's very different so getting them to see you know a competition or us live kind of will inspire that, I hope, so that they can see, you know, what the future is. And, you know, I always say like, if you're a varsity basketball player, you're, you know, you're dribbling a basketball every day of the week, yep. you're doing those things. And so it's also the concept of, you can't wait until you're in high school to learn to tumble. You know, it's, it's kind of can be a fear-based thing. If you get older, you know, when they're young, they're like, oh yeah, I can jump backwards onto my hand. But as they get older, that fear becomes more realistic for them. So um, we do need athletes training younger and younger so that they can can learn how to tumble and do those things at a young age. And then I think one thing that speaks to the longevity of our program is that we, we try to be a no cut team. So, I mean, there's been years where we've had too many to put on the floor and we've done an alternating position or something like that. But we really try to not cut anybody so that if you come to us with zero experience, you're going to train right next to a girl who's been doing it her whole life and then they learn from that. So, um, you know, it might be easier for us if we only took the athletes who were like ready to step on the floor. But then in the upcoming years, those athletes are becoming ready. And so um, I think that's kind of a big part of why we've maintained success is that we're continually training new girls to be a part of the program.
1: When you say training, are we talking gymnastics for the second and third graders? So like my granddaughter, my granddaughters, but what I just think of this one is she was out playing mm-hmm. soccer and she's six, did a cartwheel in the middle of the game. And I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> you would have loved that. Uh-huh, uh, yep. You know, just, uh I think I'm going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> you yep. yep. right? that, But that's through uh, exposure to gymnastics.
4: It, it is. And, you know, the stunting side of it, they don't really, you know, get the exposure to until they're a little older, um, unless they're doing like a club sport type of thing. But, but yeah, it is a huge part of it. And, um, you know, my husband was a wrestler, and he would always talk about how gymnastics is so good for just an all-around athlete. You know, just to have that. Spatial awareness and body awareness, um, you know, I never have been involved in a gymnastics program, but I will sure have those athletes come be a part of my program because they they know what they're doing, and they're so strong and mentally tough. So um, a gymnastics program is a huge part of why cheer programs around the state can be successful.
1: All right, last question because we're almost out of time. Your husband brought this up before the state – event? No,
4: he's he's a smart boy. He did not bring it up till afterwards. Oh, okay. So. All right. We had an athlete break arm the week of state, so we restructured our entire routine and he knew not to add extra stress. So he didn't bring it up till afterwards.
1: A smart guy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, now that you know I it it is it a big relief when the season's over? How do you feel about it when each individual season ends?
4: Um this one was more challenging. Like I said, we had some injuries this year, so that was a little more difficult. Um but and I know every coach says this, but we just have such a family mentality. It is a little sad to let the girls go for the season. Um, it's hard not to see them every day and check in with them, but, um, it was a, it was a challenging season, but it also makes you that much more excited. I mean, I even had some seniors that after the state tournament were like, we should have done this or we should have changed this in our <laughs> team. And I'm like, well, it's over now. So, you know, we can talk about it next year, but you won't be here. So it's a little hard to let, let the season go and the seniors go, but, um, I it's sad and happy because we, we also were successful, so that's good, too.
1: Well, congratulations uh, to you and your team and continued good fortune in the future. I somehow think we're going to be talking again next year.
4: Thank you. I hope so. All Sounds right. good.
1: Thanks a bunch. Casey King, our guest, the cheer coach of the Sioux Valley Cossacks in Volga. They've done it again. That's 17 consecutive state cheer championships, and they did it at the Premier Center. I should have asked her about that. Uh, what a cool environment that was for her kids, but we ran out of time. That's just kind of what happens when you're on this show and you're just chatting and you look up and go, Oh boy, I got 15 seconds left and I got to say goodbye. And, and I hate to do that because some of these shows you wish could go on for two or three hours. There's so many people that have so much to talk about. It's what I enjoy the show. It's kind of unlimited what you can get into. So thanks to our guest today. Thanks for listening. And uh, Ben Lieber joins us tomorrow on Calling All Sports.
0: It's a rematch of last